0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Voice of Veritas podcast, where we dig into the truth and information. My name is Zoe Sands and I'm your host. And joined with me today is Rianne Mansa. He's an explorer based in South Africa. Today we're going to talk about accomplishing the impossible with data. We're recording this live from the VSD Johannesburg, where Rianne has just recently um, delivered a motivational speech, which was fabulous. Hello, Rianne. Hello, Zoe. Great to have you here, Um, and welcome to the Voice of Veritas podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to record this episode with me. And for those of you that don't know uh, Riam, he is an explorer, has accomplished many firsts in terms of expeditions and challenges, four of which are world firsts and two are Guinness World Records. Um, He has circumnavigated Africa by Bicycle, and that's um, almost 37,000 kilometres. Has kayaked um, around Madagascar, and that's around 5,000 kilometres. And also kayaked um, around Iceland, at further 2,300 kilometres. So um, lots of um, activities that he's done there. Um, I think you're a bit like our UK's version of Bear grills I think, yeah. but on the water.
1: I think on the water, maybe. Also just, um, um, yeah, We d- listen, I love travel and exploration. I guess probably a guy like Bear would as well. Um, I just think I need to start copping Bear and not go away as long as I do. I d- my journeys are just long and I, I'm missing home a lot. So I want oh, to be yeah. home a well, bit more.
0: He does have like three children as well. I'm, I'm oh. not sure how he, he actually gets all of that accomplished with his three boys um, true. as well um, and that. True. So um, let's talk about how you decided to become an explorer and how old were you when you did that and give some background on that please
1: yeah i would it would i would hate to say that it was um in an era to get into this career but it definitely wasn't it was super um premeditated i i think um the career just developed but i think taking the action was um my personality i'd I, in 2001, had decided that um, I wanted to do something more extraordinary with my life. And and for people who know me, I'm not a a hippie by any stretch of the imagination. I I believe in the world and and in most of the good things that happen in our economies and and in the rules, that um, the capitalistic space that we find ourselves, that there is still good. And I wanted to still live life in that space. And starting with that bicycle trip that you mentioned earlier, you know that was really, really rolling the dice. I mean, it was a journey that was, on at that time, also just something unfathomable. And the 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 risk that I was taking was unmeasurable. And um, but again, here I am. I always just say to people, I could tell you it was dangerous and it was all that. But I'm sitting here now and I've got stories to tell.
0: Yeah, it's a great accomplishment, and you've visited 34. African countries i 've only actually gone to about twelve or thirteen, so i 've got a way to catch <laughs> up with you um, on that so when you're planning uh, for an expedition, what data are you actually collecting on your journeys? I think importantly,
1: if we were looking at any data that was relevant you know we 'd have to first of all decide whether it was um, land based or sea based and um, first of all to see what um, the history books say about you know, ocean currents, what the history books say about weather, what the history books um, talk about in distance. I mean, a lot of us look at maps and we've got the luxury of Google Earth where we can just say, oh, it's that far and it'll take you two hours, but nothing ever worked out like that for me. So what I did when it related to data is that I would um, ascertain the, the the quality of of the roads that I would utilize in a certain country. I would then Try and work out what averages, and I mean, that was also a challenge in its own right, and then try and overlay that to a country that was in a similar infrastructure space. So, the roads wise, and how long I would take in that country. You can just imagine, you know, I, um, I got visas for some of the countries, and the people expected me to be out of there in 30 or 60 days, and it was near impossible. And sometimes, but with right planning and with the experience overlapping on that uh, data collection of mine, yeah, you know, it, it, it became a, a good guess at least.
0: So thinking about when you're on an expedition and you're trying to break a Guinness Book of Record, which you hold two of, so congratulations on that. Um, How are you tracking your progress, you know, with your base camp back at home um, so that you accomplish these feats?
1: I am really, uh, I would like to believe that I'm a realist when it comes to um, things can go wrong. Uh, So I, I don't just sit um, in a space and say I've been averaging three knots and this should continue. And if we put in a um, contingency of two, three days or two, three um, days in every 10, then I'll continue with three knots. So I'm not that believer. I just say that anything can happen. Things will go wrong, which is not negative. It's just rather expect that and then hope for the best. And for me, I think on my ocean-going trips, I ahead with technology today the luxury of being able to know where you would be able to overlap so, so many people who are listening to this podcast have ridden those uh virtual reality bicycles where you can race against lance armstrong and you can do two kilometers against him and and you can see where you are ahead or behind him for me it was um, on the ocean rowing never the goal to to break any records it was that wasn't the goal especially with my wife on the honeymoon um, trip to hawaii um, I think just if you overlaid the speed that we were doing and how much rowing we were doing, we just crept and crept up on these records that people had worked hard for. And it worked out eventually, Zoe, that we did break the records. But um, I think typical to uh, people across the world or no, South Africans are just competitive by nature. Um, Fusty, my wife, both say that we didn't care one iota for the records. I'd like to disagree and say I think probably when we got data given to us saying that you're now 0.3 knots average ahead, that motivated us to row more, you know. So, yeah, listen, it's it's always wonderful to be able to hold a record. Records are there to be broken, number one. Um, I have a little son of one year and four months of age right now, and I'm just hoping our records will at least stick around until he can at least absorb it and be proud of his dad and of his mom, you know. So um, if the records get broken after that, at least you'd know, you know, dad didn't do too badly.
0: Oh, well, let's hope that you keep (laughs) those records till he gets to about 10 or something and we can fully appreciate it. Yeah. Um, So looking at the data points... How do you manage your progress? You know, w- with the data. You know, do you have somebody back at home sending you text messages um, and things like that? Have you got like a, a home base, a command center that's doing all of this for yeah, you? Yeah,
1: we have it. We have an office. So I, I run a business as well. You know, a successful um, marketing and and production business, which obviously includes the the speaking that I do. Um, and my staff are well versed in what you know what trips I go on and what data is important and for us um, probably on ocean crossing weather is so crucial and 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 knowing what uh, the the expectation would be you know for our boat so you if we are to talk about data our boat is uh, made by a business in in Burnham-on-Crouch in in England and um, these guys have information about what their boats that they previously had built have done so there's three of these boats that have data that we could look at and say, oh, inside on winds with the keel out at 30%, um, um, we would be able to mitigate a side swell or wash. And and that information would seem frivolous. It would seem, uh, what would it really matter? The fact that we started taking it seriously made sure that we would sometimes arrive at our destinations across the oceans two, four, five days earlier, just because we looked at the data of what happened to other boats similar to ours.
0: Great. So data is really essential for the success of your explorations and your adventures that you're taking place. It
1: is. Technology helps us. I mentioned it earlier and I didn't um, uh, create a specific um, base that we use, but we we have uh, a Garmin, uh, uh, people would know about it now, it's a little device called an InReach. And what has just blown my mind on this last crossing that I did was that this little Garmin device, is so stacked with information once I was able to delve into what we were doing I could see I could break down our hourly and then I could break down per minute the movement of the boat and once I saw that data I realized wow that was when we were hit by the squall for the 32 minutes and squalls actually make a massive impact on our boat and our rowing. that little in if I showed you that today, you wouldn't believe that the, the data that collects is so powerful because it's not even the size of my palm.
0: Wow, well, I, I think technology is now getting smaller and smaller, but actually, the computing power is getting much more powerful all the time. Who would have thought, hey? Yes, I know, I know. So, um, what about what's happening on your next adventure? You know, are you planning on breaking another world r- record? or doing a world first?
1: The the world first was always um, more my focus. I never really was interested in world records. I I think what I wanted in exploration, and this is probably more of the DNA of who I am and what my career is about, is that, you know, I I really respect people climb mountains. I really respect people can go to the South Pole and to the North Pole. But those are organized events. You pay somebody enough, you'll get there, and you'll be able to claim that badge and that victory um climb Kilimanjaro pay somebody or get there you know and I just felt that the challenge of modern exploration needed to be in the space of the unknown and it needed to be cut from the same cloth as our, my ancestors people that um, climbed on ships and didn't know what they're in for so um I do have and i answer it in a your question in a long in the roundabout way I don't have anything right now but if I I was going to tackle something again in the future, as big as my previous journeys, there would have to be some credibility to it. Because if I'm gonna call myself an explorer, I shouldn't be doing what thousands before me have done. I need to be exploring, I need to be discovering, and I need to be seeing the unknown
0: great great we spoke um earlier and also you mentioned this in the vision solution dan i want to mention this on the podcast for our podcast listeners yep. that uh, madagascar was a dream destination for you um it is for me as well i've been there so it's yeah. a, a great country why is that
1: i think just the name madagascar is just beautiful in its own right you know i think um, it s- brings mystery when you say the word madagascar and come on the two documentaries they did on that um country also helped a bit didn't they I'm joking, they were (laughs) cartoons, so (laughs) can't take them too seriously. But just essentially, um, about, um, I don't know the exact date, and I'm joking now again, so maybe 111 million years ago, Gondwana land used to be one massive um, uh, piece of earth with Madagascar attached to Africa, and then that broke away. And um, I just felt that if there was anything closer to... um, Africa on the planet it had to be Madagascar Pangea just happened so so long before and the breaking up of that um I in my lifetime if I said I had really really understood Africa I believe I needed to go and see Madagascar as well the world's fourth largest island is it's it's not a tiny place it's monstrous and um Sure, if you, when we talk about it now in my mind, I know there's something telling me, when are you going back, Rian? When are you going back? It is just stunning. Um, I said in my speech earlier today that, that, and I was hoping that most of the audience would absorb it, but there are sections in Madagascar, when I say sections, I talk about small little areas um, of a few hundred thousand hectares that um, the fauna and flora is 80% endemic just to that piece of earth. Um, that is shocking when you consider that land's been sold off to global corporates and and to investors, because they're investing in finance and in in, in the dollars and in the the cash, but they're absolutely ridding us of um, what the earth could ever have back again. Madagascar is one of those last places that um, still look after fauna and flora you can't find anywhere else on the planet.
0: Yes, yeah, I agree with that. It's important that we look after um, the ecological environment, you know, our animals, you know, the the plants yeah. and everything else like that. Because without that, there's no ecological system, and we will be dead. Ah, no, you've <laughs> yes. got it, and I know <laughs> what you're
1: actually getting at. You're busy getting at that saying where um, um we need Earth, Earth doesn't need us. Yes, exactly. And that's as clear as it gets. But I think that um, you know, when you were saying that to me now, just I was thinking of the listeners sitting and wherever they're listening to this on the tube or um on, on the on a train or something, and they saying, oh, there we go again, somebody mentioning, you know, look after Earth. We'll not understand that we need to save it until it's gone, and then it's too late. Um, You don't have to be a hippie or a happy-clappy or a, um, a person that wants to force a concept down anybody's throat. All you need to do is buy yourself an airplane ticket to somewhere on the planet that is endangered. Once you have tasted and seen it, like you've been to Madagascar, it becomes part of you. You just say it and you actually feel you get all worked up because you're saying, why are others not getting this concept about our Earth? And we talk about data. If you, if you look at data that's collected on global warming, the only reason we're sitting at this space to convince people about global warming is data that is mountains and mountains high that has to be deciphered to tell us that we have global warming. It's only getting worse. By the time we realize it's too late, it is too late, literally. And it's too late. So data, wow, man, I, d- I just wish people would buy a ticket, go to Madagascar, go to a place on the planet um, where they can actually make an impact and be a, a ocean warrior or a global warrior.
0: Yeah, and um, try and make a difference. Yeah. I want to close this uh, podcast off with... Um, what you spoke about in your presentation um, and it's like you know motivating people to get out of their comfort zone um, can you share those three tips that you close the presentation with with our podcast listeners
1: yeah zoe my ethos in standing in front of audiences is very different i i I know that in in this space we labeled or you know people would say here's ryan a motivational speaker i'm not i'm exactly not that you know and i i get criticized by my staff where i try and differentiate but I'm trying to make a point mm-hmm. is that I'm not in any way uh, in any space qualified to be able to motivate somebody so I'm not trying to do that what I do do though is to say you know these are the experiences that I've had in my space and that space is the exploration they've been some trouble times and some incredible times and if I had to now say to Zoe who sits in the audience and has been through hundreds of conferences I want Zoe to say there's a interesting individual I like listening to his stories. I see that they've got some meat on the bones. And then I want to leave something um, with Zoe, but I want Zoe to decide to take them away. The three things that you mentioned that I tell people I see as valuable are essentially things that they know for effect are important. Courage. The, the, the willingness to be brave. We all think we're brave. We all think we are. The, the, the truth is we're not We're cowards. We're cowards to the, the, everybody listening right now would say, how dare Rian say that I'm a coward when it comes to making big decisions. Take a second, pause and ask yourself, how many times have you sat around that barbecue or around the dinner table, glass of wine in the hand and said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then not delivered. So you say what you want, but if you aren't delivering, you're a coward for the promises you've made to yourself. So show courage. Take that step. Second thing, Perseverance is something that I bump into and see the lack of on a daily basis. We live in a world where things are instantaneous. And uh, sometimes I feel uh, some people in an audience would say, but Rian, things being quicker is great. Now I'm saying, uh, of course it is, but I'm saying that if you really want things to be um, uh, memorable, if you want things to be valuable, probably the key word, persevere when the times get tough. And then just the third thing is just um, the right attitude. I mean, come on, just anybody listening to us now knows that when they've got a bad attitude, good things don't happen. When you're sitting in a troubled time, family, relationships, or even at work, and you're busy going over the nuts and bolts of solving a problem, a good attitude decides success of that task. And uh, I've shown it. Through the doing of my career and that's just what i want people to take away courage take that first step persevere because the the results are going to be worthwhile and attitude you can't beat a good attitude
0: great well thank you Riam, for sharing your experience on this podcast today accomplishing the impossible with data what an informative podcast episode This has been my favourite so far to date, which is great. Um, And I think it's motivated me to plan a few more African adventures uh, this year myself. So you have been listening to the Voice of Veritas podcast, where we dig into the truth and information. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music and Spotify to keep up to date on the latest recordings. And don't forget to visit veritas.com for the details on our latest solution offerings. Thank you and goodbye.